So I must have spent um, hours and I must have done dozens of takes of the first episode of this hyper memoir podcast um, was trying to get it right. I would record something. I would find flaws. I would find things I wanted to see be done differently, things I didn't like. And this was how I spent last week. And I think this has been the biggest barrier to actually starting this podcast or starting anything really. And the barrier is perfectionism. So I figured, well, since that seems to be such a big problem in my life and in my creative expression, I figured let's just start the podcast here. So my name is Chris Waldheims, and this is the first episode of the Hyper Memoir Podcast. And this is a podcast about finding creative voice. That's something that I've always struggled with, something that I'm working on and something that I've become an expert on just by virtue of my own struggles and difficulty in actually achieving that goal of finding creative voice. And I think um, just from my conversations with so many people out there, I think the challenge of finding creative voice is one that's, I don't want to say universal, but it's more common than I anticipated when I first started um, thinking about this topic. And I'll tell you later, maybe not in this episode, but in a future episode, why this topic is so important and how I ended up making a podcast about finding creative voice. Like I said, it's a lot of it's about my own story that led me to this, but there's a lot more to it. And I hope that you'll stick around to hear more of that. Um, but I think what I'm going to do for these first few episodes is just start with a few topics that relate to the idea of finding creative voice. It's a really wide topic. And instead of going through an exhaustive introduction on what I mean and why I made this, yada, 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 I want to start with something pretty straightforward, something that I think a lot of people people can relate to. And it's what I alluded to a moment ago, which is the topic of perfectionism. So if you're a creative person, perfectionism is something that's probably infected you um, in one way or another. Now, I feel like there's some people who somehow magically manage to get past that, where perfectionism isn't really a factor. They just seem to be able to create freely and they don't, at least externally, seem to question their own um, creations. I am not one of those people. I tend to be very mentally focused. I tend to overthink things. I tend to, um, yeah, just overthink things way more than I need to. And what that means is perfectionism. It opens the door to this kind of perfectionism. So let me first start by just sharing a quote here I have on my iPad. Um, this is a quote from the artist. Um, I believe it's from, yeah, pa Salvador Dali. I was going to say Pablo Picasso, but again, not the right person, different artist, right? Um, so let me tell you what Salvador Dali said. Have no fear of perfection. You'll never reach it. So that's the thing. And I've often heard the phrase of don't let the perfect become the enemy of the good. And that's the phrase that I'm keeping in mind as I do this. So even as I record this, I'm already kind of finding places where I stumble over my words or I wasn't pronouncing things the way that I want to or saying things the way that I wanted to. And I think in the past, my reaction to that would be to just delete the whole thing and start over. Let's do it again. Let's get it right. Let's do it again. Let's get it right over and over and over again. And what ends up happening is nothing is ever created. So I can tell you just from my own story, I have um, tons of creative projects that I've started. And we're talking over the course of decades, uh, tons of creative projects that I've started that 
I think now looking back are good enough or were good enough. But for some reason, I rejected those projects. I figured, hey, they're not good enough. They, um, yeah, I, I just created some standard. I created some unattainable standard, which I think was perfection, right? And so just as we heard, perfection isn't something that you'll ever reach. And so what I would do rather than risk getting my work rejected by other people or criticized by other people or judged, knowing that there are flaws, knowing that this is not a perfect offering, um, is I would reject them myself. I would sort of set the filter too high and not let anything go out. And so what that really did is it uh, prevented my creative growth. And I'll explain what I mean by that. But my creative growth ended up becoming stunted because I had all of these things that needed to get out there, needed to get feedback, needed to take on a life of their own, but didn't only because I decided, well, it's not good enough. It's not perfect. I don't want to put it out there. I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to be rejected by other people. So it's easier to just keep them to myself. And I found other things to do. I found other ways to express myself and kind of be in the world. But none of that was really fulfilling. And I think the big enemy here was perfectionism. And again, that's what this episode is about. So that's what I'm talking about here, the enemy of perfectionism. And I call it the paralysis of perfectionism, which is really what it is. It's a sort of paralysis. Perfectionism tells us that um, we don't want to move forward with something because it's not perfect. So um, I always spent, I spent a lot of my time in life, I spent a lot of my time um, looking at it like having high standards. So my, my thought was, well, I don't want to put any whack shit into the world. I don't want to put out anything that sucks. I have high standards. So I'm not going to release anything. I'm not going to put anything out there unless it's perfect. And so um, I didn't put anything out. Like I said, I have a ton of creative projects that did not see the light of day. Maybe someday they will, or maybe they won't. I mean, maybe they'll find another way to get out there or they'll never get out, which is kind of sad if you think about it. These are things that, again, even as I go back and listen to things that I recorded, music or things that I wrote, writing, I look at it like, hey, that's pretty damn good. Um, I should have put it out. I should have at least gotten feedback from other people instead of being the only audience and then the only critic or the only person judging it. But like I said, much easier to keep it to yourself and um, not risk that, which was my rationale. I didn't want to put anything out into the world because I felt like, hey, I don't want to put out anything that sucks or no whack shit or whatever. And I really had this sort of high standard for myself all the while. I'm seeing people all over the place, everywhere, putting out good stuff, but then also some shit where I'm like, yeah, that wasn't quite well considered or wasn't really um, well done. But the thing that that person has, the thing that the person who put that thing out has that I don't have is stuff out in the world. At least somebody can give feedback. At least they can learn from it. And I've seen a lot of artists grow from being... um, kind of unrefined. I'm just going to use that term. I don't want to be too judgmental, but unrefined to being pretty refined. Like there's people I've checked in, you know, they start something and I'm like, yeah, that's okay. Um, They stick with it. They stick with it for years. They do it. They do it. They do it. They do it. And then a few years later, I check in again and I'm like, holy shit, you got good. So the way they got good is by putting stuff out there and sharing it with other people. So that's the place that I want to be. And I think that's the place that a lot of you might want to be is where you're putting stuff out and uh, again, not necessarily perfect. And I know a lot, I know a lot of people, I have a lot of friends who um, are so creative and so smart and so good at making stuff. But I think the idea of having that creative voice and sharing that with people and having that rejected 
is terrifying. It's terrifying for me. I don't know why. I mean, I, I have my reasons actually why I think that, but I'm not going to get into that now. So, um, yeah, perfectionism. It's this kind of thing. So there's actually a quote. Um, I don't know if any of you are familiar with Brene Brown. Um, you'll hear her name a lot in a lot of different circles. I think she got famous by writing about the topic of vulnerability and how that is a hidden superpower. Um, if you don't know her, I recommend that you check her out. So that's Brene Brown. But she wrote a book called The Gifts of Imperfection, um, and uh, she addresses the issue head on. So what she says is that, well, she kind of talks about creativity and how it emerges, how creativity begins to happen when we don't look for perfection. So here's a quote from her book, The Gifts of Imperfection. Let me share it with you. Perfection is not the same thing as striving to be our best. Perfectionism is not about healthy achievement and growth. It's a shield. Perfectionism is a 20-ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us, when in fact, it's the only thing that's really preventing us from taking flight. So what she's saying kind of addresses what I was saying earlier, how you kind of think this perfectionism is, I have high standards, and you think that it's a um, sort of excellence, right? You, you kind of can deceive yourself. I know that I have into thinking this perfectionism is excellence. I really want to make good stuff, but it's not. It's actually um, sort of something that stunts growth. So I, I have a lot of respect for Brene Brown and a lot of, um, I find that what she says resonates. Hopefully it resonates with you, but um, that's kind of the thinking that kind of goes along with what I was thinking about this. And so personally, as I've begun to start working through the feelings driving my perfectionism. And I can identify those feelings pretty easily. It's fear of rejection and fear of judgment, things like that. I don't want to be judged by people. And I think that's normal. I think everybody has those fears. Um, I've begun to learn the, the embrace, the empower of, sorry, embrace the power of sharing, which is what I'm doing right now. And actually, I'll be honest with all of you, this podcast is me embracing that power of sharing. Um, I, like I said earlier, this is not going to be a perfect podcast. In fact, this is going to be something that I'll look back on in years and probably say, yeah, there's a lot of places I could have been better, a lot of things I could have done differently, could have picked different surroundings, could have picked different lightings, could have picked a different microphone, um, could have had a haircut before. I don't know. There's like 20 different things I could criticize myself about doing this, but I'm putting it out anyways. You're listening to it, so I did, and I'm going to, and I'm going to continue to do that. Um, because I do believe that there is power in sharing, and it's very daunting. I'm, I'm still getting the hang of it. But I do think that if you have a problem with perfectionism, I think the first move is to start by sharing. So, um, I mean, it feels unnerving. And especially nowadays, when a lot of this is going out to not just people that I know and trust and I know care about me and um, you know want to see me do well, I think, mostly. Yeah, they do. Um, but it's also going out to random people, you know, and you always have this kind of fear of that random um, internet troll who's out there to talk shit or tear you down or whatever. But um, I think that's an overblown concern. I've been, you know, sort of, I worry about that kind of stuff. I'm like, how am I going to deal with it? If somebody says that what I'm doing sucks, or I should just hang it up, or I should stay in my lane or whatever they want to say. And the answer is, who gives a fuck? They, you know, they're, um, you know, they can have their opinion. Doesn't really matter. I don't know these people. I don't know these people out there who are just out there commenting. I mean, I see them commenting on other people's stuff, but none of that should prevent me from sharing and it shouldn't prevent you from sharing. In fact, it should cause you to share more. Um, if they really think that what you do sucks and you should stop doing it, 
you should just fucking beat them over the head with it. That's my thinking, at least. Maybe you disagree, but that's how I feel about it. Um, I mean, I think the benefit that we're going to get is now on the other side, you're going to have people who support you. And I think that's the thing. You're going to have connections with people. Again, not everyone's going to get what you're into. Not everyone's going to care or want to hear it, or they're going to have critiques of you. Fine, fuck them. But there's going to be a lot of people who are going to care about what you have to say. And I think those are the people that you need to care about. Um, And it's really all about getting the reps in. It's like exercise. If you want to get good at something or a sport, you really just have to do it over and over and over and over and over and over again. There's really no substitute. I think creativity is the same way, but not just creativity, but sharing. So for me, I mean, I've committed to doing this podcast and a few other different things that I'm kind of uncomfortable doing, but I'm just going to do it over and over until um, either I hate doing it, like literally hate doing it, not just don't feel like it on a momentary basis, but I'm like, man, this is really making my life worse. If that happens, I'll stop. Or until I get comfortable with it, where it becomes really easy to do it. Right now, it feels really easy. Today, it feels easy. But I'm sure there's going to be some days when I get on here to do this, where it's going to feel like a real pain in the ass. Um, Still going to do it. You know, and and I think there is, you know, again, I don't know if this is a good podcast episode by the standards of other podcasters. I mean, you know, again, this is my first one. So I'm going to try not to judge my first podcast against somebody's hundredth or thousandth. There are some really good podcasters out there. And so, you know, I can get intimidated sometimes, but whatever, going to keep going. Um, So, you know, the way I look at it is each of these things, right? So let's just take the podcast, for instance, this podcast that I'm doing it's a stepping stone along my creative path. There are things that you know, that I'm going to want to change or that I'm going to see later on in this that I'm going to want to do differently. Um, that's okay. This one is going out as is. Like this is literally one take and it's going out there uh, so that I can look back at it, right? So that I can reflect. And especially, you know, let's say we get to 100. By the way, we will. I'll explain why. We'll get to 100 of these out there. I'm going to look back at this one and see the the difference. I'm going to see how things have changed. And I think, um, you know, it's a stepping stone. And I think we need to give ourselves the space and compassion and grace and all that good stuff to allow ourselves to learn. So um, I, I want to show up consistently. That's, I think, my main goal with anything like this is consistency. Just start to do it over and over and over again. That's something I've learned in other areas of life. I've learned that in business. I've learned that in exercise. Everything else is is really consistency. That's that's kind of the thing that matters. I can talk about that some other time, but I think that's an element of this conversation about perfectionism. What's the antidote to perfectionism? Just doing it over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and I think what that leads to, at least what I hope it leads to, and I, I truly believe that this is where it leads to, is it leads to being authentic. It leads to really once you've sort of got a hang of the technical part and a hang of how you want to present yourself, you start to be more authentic. I think the more that you have a chance to express yourself and share it with others, the more that you're able to get out the true message that you're trying to get out, which is what I'm doing. Um, My whole point isn't perfectionism. Like I said, it's about finding creative voice. This conversation about perfectionism is just a way for me to kind of break through that initial barrier that I was having. So I'm going to start there because that's my biggest enemy, perfectionism. I'm, I'm on it. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I think that over time, it's going to become more authentic. I think more of myself is going to shine through. And I would say that that's true for anybody. Like, I've, like I told you before, I've seen that for a lot of artists, the artists who continually show up, the artists who continually 
do work and put stuff out there are the ones that learn and they're the ones that get good, even if they start out as not so good. So I'm just going to end with saying that for me, ultimately what I'm going to try to do here is um, have fun, right? So this is really for me about having fun, about trying something new, extending myself and being creatively fulfilled. I don't need to do this. This is not anything I'm doing for a living. I'm not selling anything. I don't have a course or anything like that that you can go and buy. Um, I am writing a book, another story, but that's not here right now. But the point is, is that for me, this is just pure fun. I just want to see what I can learn how to do. I want to see if I can learn to do this and become good at it. And I think that, yes, if I do this 100 times or you know 10,000 hours, I don't think it's going to be that much, let's be honest. But um, you know, if I can do this enough, I think I'm going to get pretty damn good. So you know, in order to do that, I just had to break through this initial kind of wall, this glass wall of perfectionism. So that's where we're at today. That's where we're ending today. So again, perfectionism, I would love to hear what you have to say. And like I said, this is my first podcast episode. So I don't know much about podcasting. I mean, I know enough. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I've looked into how it's done. But one thing I do know, one thing that I have heard is that reviews and comments and ratings and any kind of engagement seems to help. So if you have a moment after listening to this, like literally, I think you can just go on your podcast app, whatever it is, and leave like a five-star review and a quick comment or something. That would really help. I mean, I'm still learning how these algorithms work, but I'd love to you know, get this out to more people. I'd love to know that people are listening. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, I'm actually going to set up a website. Maybe it's going to be done by the time you hear this, hypermemoir.com, which will have a mailing list. I think that's all it's going to have for right now. Um, and, you know, that way I can let you know when there's new podcasts uh, out. I write a lot. I write a lot of articles, so I'm going to share that with you. And then there's a lot of other cool stuff I have coming for you on the topic of finding a creative voice, right? So it's going to be finding a creative voice, but Um, Also, you know, for those of you that know me or don't know me or whatever, um, I have an interesting story that I'm going to share that ties into all of this. So there's a reason why I um, dialed into the the idea of finding a creative voice. And actually, interestingly, it has to do a little bit, the story behind all this has to do with the paintings that you see behind me. So I'll tell you more about that in a future episode. But yeah, thank you for joining me on the Hyper Memoir podcast. Once again, my name is Chris Waldheims. For those of you who don't know me and for those of you that do, hello, see you next time.